It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So, listen, the Mariners, they hit rock bottom Friday night. And I think that was a continuation, honestly, from what happened earlier in the week with Washington. It came off of disappointments. You add that to the disappointment of the Yankees Baltimore series uh it was kind of a a couple of you know a good a good stretch of uh not good baseball by the Mariners and we have not seen a consistent good full week out of the Mariners they got a good start Friday the um after an off day there was a report which I'm sure you've heard and read that there was a team meeting that went on for a very long time Mariners come out after this team meeting, put four on the board, and you're kind of going like, all right. And then probably all the things that they talked about in the meeting came back and reared their ugly head. Lots of booze. I know I was talking to you, Hannah. I had just gotten into Seattle, and you were like, man, these." you sent me the screenshot from Divish, what he was saying about the, <laughs> the, the booze that were coming down. I had to go and watch the recorded uh um, version of that on Root Sports, which I feel like they truncated it. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was pretty brutal. Where, what do you think about it, Hannah? And what do you think the the lasting legacy of it is right now, and maybe for the rest of the season? What happened on Friday night? Is it is it something that God, you're happy it just fucking finally happened, or, or are you still concerned about what happened? Well, the game that happened, you know, I mean. Like you mentioned, the Mariners got off to a quick start. Uh, Tampa Bay came back. There was a kind of a play in that game that was very critical. A big slow roller or chopper to Suarez at third. He comes charging, tries to make a play on it. You know, he's not able to pull the ball out of his glove carefully, and it falls out, and uh, the run scores. And, you know, from there, everything snowballed. Tampa Bay kept adding on. They kept crushing the ball. They kept taking the extra base. They kept stealing on you. All the things you look at and um, at a team, and they're playing good, tough, aggressive baseball. And that's what you want to see out of a team. And the, the Tampa Bay Rays at that point, you know, buried you. They kept stealing on you. You weren't looking runners back. You weren't playing smart baseball. I mean, I give them a lot of credit to that. And then, you know, as you, the other part was I had never heard, from what I can remember, booze like that at T-Mobile Park in many years. 
And no, not since uh, Jose Altuve last year in the playoffs, or when the or when the Astros come here, or when A Rod showed back up in town. That's what it felt like to me. I guess I should be more specific. I've never heard the Mariner crowd boo the Mariners, not opposing teams. They're no, booing I've, the Mariners. You're right. Not show up. And I think it's. I mean, sure, some of it is probably directed at the players. Um, it could, there's a lot of things that can be directed at. It can be, I, you know, it could be directed at ownership, the way they're playing. You know, the series before, like you mentioned, they lose to the one of the worst teams in baseball. The series, uh, I think there's frustration of being a betrayal from what happened this offseason. All the, all the positiveness that last year brought with making the playoffs with the ownership saying, yeah, this is going to be a stepping stone type thing. When we're ready to spend, we'll spend. I think it was just the frustration of a whole grand of things, and they let them have it. And like Scott said, we're passionate fans. Some fans might not like booing their own team or their players, and that's fine too. But I I don't think that it was necessarily directed at one specific thing. I feel like it was definitely a cathartic thing. I don't think it was an isolated, you know, uh, situation to that game. I feel like it was everything. Uh, we've seen the Mariners. We've seen them go bad in a game. But let's just say they went bad like this and got their asses kicked. Like, for instance, last year, they got their asses beat by the Houston Astros to end a 14-game winning streak there there wasn't anything like that so it was definitely not what happened right there it's one of those accumulation you know arguments with the fans and uh the team you know i'd like to go back and see like when we were booing and who we were booing at or it was just like at the end of the inning when like we got our third out after giving up eight runs in the eighth or whatever it was no actually they cheered then <laughs> they did so, like who are we yes. booing like they gave the sarcastic like, outburst cheer. Specific like person, like AJ Pollock comes up and everyone just starts bowing him, like or Colton Wong or like somebody that deserves it, you know? Or yeah, I don't know. The, there the, was not one person. I think that was. No, there wasn't one person. It was just they people started booing out of you know the situation. I mean, they scored two straight touchdowns without giving, without scoring anything themselves. They have a right to boo, and an and a two point conversion. Yeah, sorry. I, I agree that you have a reason to boo. I don't feel like people weren't booing Munoz because he got rocked. They weren't they weren't booing. So when the, did they start booing? Like, what was the the thing the the, the set it off? You know, was the. I'd have to go back and look, but I think it was about after the, I think about run nine and 10, once the, they got up oh. to about nine or 10, that's when people started. So about like six, about five to six runs in it. And uh, I, I was listening to the radio broadcast because I had just gotten into town and Hannah was watching the, um, the TV broadcast. And I feel like, cause I've listened to, like I said, the radio broadcast, and I and I watched the TV broadcast. I felt like the radio, which it usually is, was a little bit more brutally honest. I thought Goldie and Gary Hill Jr. definitely weren't as kind as Dave Sims. But then I listened to Dave Sims. He goes, "Wow!" And you can you can hear the booze. The booze are raining down 
<laughs> you know, he had to call it out. And I mean, just like the announcers will, you know, in those moments of glory, just be quiet. You know, uh, they were being very quiet on the radio and in the broadcast. And definitely, I feel like that's a safe way for the announcers to kind of go, yeah, we agree with you, you know. I mean, yeah, it, it, I don't think it was directed at any specific player. Um, the the like, I mean, like I mentioned, the the Rays were pissing on the ball all over the yard, and when they weren't doing that, they were taking the extra base. They were stealing all over them. Um, maybe they were booing at the fact that the Mariners hadn't gotten a hit since early on in the game. I think they only had one hit throughout had, the rest of that game. They had one hit after they scored four runs in the second inning. That's correct. They had one hit, and in fact, they didn't score – another run until the next game in the second inning. So they, they went silent for a whole nother game, but we're, we don't need to dive into that more than we already have. But yeah, I, I think it was a cathartic moment. Yeah, are we, we going to start booing more at the games now? That's a good question. <laughs> it seemed, like I guess if you're taking it off of that, that scale, it works, you know, and we're, we're good friends with some Yankees fans. Mm-hmm. We know some Philly people. We know, we know fans from other places and, Booing is part of the culture. I know. Like Colton Wong comes up to the plate and everyone just starts booing him. That'd be kind of a first for like the Mariners and T-Mobile. I I don't see that happening. I just think, you know, that it was just, like I said, a combination of a lot of things and frustration and the way things have gone. And, you know, uh, it's not in the Seattle Mariners fan base style either. And that's why it was so surprising. But, I mean, you know, like I said, do whatever you want to do. Yeah, I feel like the Mariners fans have had a... Here's how they tell you they don't approve of something. They just don't show up, you know? We don't have the rich history like the New York Yankees where you're like, well, we're still going to go, and we're just going to lay into them. That's just not... You're right. That's not how the Mariners fan base is. Uh, I think it's a more of a passive-aggressive uh, take that they've they've used over the years, and maybe... Now that we're back in the playoffs, and now you got uh, you got a taste of it, and yeah, yeah I, that's why I feel like the the booze weren't directed at the you know the guys in between the lines. Um, yeah, players are not doing what they're supposed to do, so maybe some of it was, but oh yeah, I think some was, yeah, I, for sure. Yeah, there there was definitely some some effort booze there. But I think that we're just going to carry on and carry on. You get mad at what you see at the field. And when that doesn't end for you, you start laying in and keeping it going from what the organization was going to do. Right. There's just so many variables, Myron and Ninja. And like I said, with those other things, there's the players, there's the front office, there's the frustration of years of incompetence by ownership. There's just so many things that people think about with this team and are frustrated by it that they just had enough. And people don't have the patience, especially after they were told, hey, we're going to be going for it. You know, back, we're going to tear this thing down on the rebuild. Then we're going to build it back up. And once we have our core young guys together, we're going to go for it. And this offseason was a big offseason in a lot of people's minds because we made the playoffs. We haven't spent money on free agents. Um, and it was a great free agent class and you know, 
we did not do anything in free agency. We signed one guy for seven million and and uh, AJ Pollock. We got uh, Listella for I don't know league minimum or whatever. It doesn't matter. But there's just so much frustration all around. It's just not one thing. Oh, don't even get me started. So it's well, a bigger conversation. So we so let's end it here, right? Mariners? We'll table, we'll table it. Listen, like yeah. we said, it's it's a relationship with the Mariners. 